0: I'm Holly. And I'm Haley. Welcome to Mountain Mysteries, Tales from Appalachia.
1: (laughs) All right, welcome back. Hi. How are we? (laughs) Oh, we are surviving.
0: And thriving. Are we? You know, Haley uh, asked me to show up for her class this week.
1: Oh, yes. (laughs) And uh, it was great. You did a great job. Thank you. thank you. I, I think they all enjoyed it.
0: I had hoped that my kiddo would be asleep. And uh, I kept, sorry, I kept rushing him off a little bit. And it was like, okay, now, now you can play in your room until you feel ready to go to sleep and then turn off your light and go to bed. And he was like, okay. I was like, because mama has to do this really quick. It's just to like educate young minds. My Yes, mom has to go educate other young minds as opposed yeah, to just yours. So. Right, right. I mean, uh, these but, are
1: yeah. college students, but uh, they were, I think they, they enjoyed it. They needed a, that information the- that you provided my therapy perspective <laughs> yes yes, yes. definitely
0: i, I mean i didn't get into you know cbt and emdr right, and all the, right. the different uh, yeah. modalities but uh still, still the same very it fun. was good it was good and every thursday i teach a um a trauma focused class yeah yeah so
1: so then you guys to come join me on Tuesday night. For class. I did. And yeah. So
0: I I did some late nights last yeah, week.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and I'm pretty darn old. So that was <laughs> a challenge. But nonetheless, happy to do it. So yeah.
1: well, last yeah. week was our first um, full week since Christmas break that we were in school. Oh, like, had snow. Yeah, and- we had snow. We had Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Um we had all kinds of stuff. So, um but we are back at my house
0: in the podcast room. In the room.
1: podcast room, um my dog is out and about. Um so if you hear a strange noise, it's not the demon in the basement. It's just Kelly.
0: I mean, this is kind of a blast from the past. It brings us back to like 2020 early 2021 yeah, episodes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: I just heard her growl at the people walking down the street. Yeah. Um so I was like, "Oh man, it's it's time." <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's blossoming she is oh, yeah. she oh. should chill hopefully
0: well until she hears some of the story and it g- might get a riled it up might. because correct me if i'm wrong but you had texted me that you were doing a story about a
1: cocaine bear yeah Yeah. Is this a bear on cocaine? It was. Oh, my God. Yeah, there's there's (laughs) layers on layers here. Um, Sounds like some kind (laughs) of, uh, it really does sound like some kind of test subject or something. Yeah, and there's a movie coming out soon, I think, like this, maybe this month. Called The Cocaine Bear? Called The Cocaine Bear, and it is loosely based on this story. I think it's more about the bear being on cocaine, um and like rampaging through the town but that's not what happened um crack is whack but smoky we are (laughs) we're getting into like the the story of how the bear came to find the cocaine
0: as as bears sometimes do. I mean well, when you're rummaging through the garbage. Yes. You're likely to find anything. Find anything. Luckily <laughs> luckily like no used needles right, or anything. Right, no. You know, he's not hitting up heroin. Yes. Tying himself off.
1: Well, and I had like heard I'd heard of this thing, this cocaine bear before and then I was um taking the dog for a walk the other day, listening to My Favorite Murder. Hmm the podcast, and they'd covered this story on there, and I didn't realize how close it was to us oh. that this happened, like, in Appalachia. Well, that seems appropriate. And I yeah. was like, well, duh. Yeah. I mean, cocaine, bears. Monster we got trucks. It. We got it all. I know. <laughs> so um, if you want to listen to their episode, I don't remember which episode it was that they did it on, but I'm sure it will be much.
0: Only you can prevent drug addicts. <laughs>
1: Sorry. All right. Can we though? We're not doing an excellent job. of Well, it. <laughs> only
0: you can prevent the forest fires too. Yeah. So, I mean,
1: we, we do. You know, great at fire prevention. There you go. Okay. Start, drop
0: and roll, Smokey. <laughs> oh, he does roll. Oh, that's he a different does. type of yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, it
1: could be laced with crack, though. It might be. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Segway. It's all good. Um. So we're gonna go back to. The 60s to talk that about seems right. Um, this, but this whole incident happened in the 80s. But so we're going to do like a 20 year span here. I'm ready of crime and mayhem. I love it. Okay, let's do it. All right, Andrew Carter Thornton the second uh, grew up living a pretty privileged life. Uh, he attended Sayre, which is a private elementary school in Lexington, Kentucky, and then Suwanee, maybe Suwanee. Military Academy Mm -hmm. in Tennessee. Um, After graduating in 1962, he joined ROTC and attended one semester at the University of Kentucky. So decided going to try that college life. Um, Turns out, didn't really like it. And he quit school after that one semester to join the Army, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, noble business. Very much so. Uh, He trained as a paratrooper for the Army's 82nd Airborne Division at Fort Bragg in North Carolina, um, and was supposedly awarded a Purple Heart in the 1965 U.S. invasion of the Dominican Republic.
0: I did not know that we invaded the Dominican Republic. Uh,
1: Apparently we did. Interesting. Okay. (laughs) I mean, we are the U.S. We do, you know, invade lots of things. Well,
0: you were saying this is the 60s, 62, Mm -hmm. 63, so, you know... We're talking about, like, Cuban Missile Crisis, Bay Mm -hmm. of Pigs. We're also talking about, uh, by late 63, Vietnam. So, you know, there there are reasons. Anyway, go ahead. Yep,
1: yep. Okay, so, after this, his life kind of took some different paths. We explored some different options. Uh, He attempted college again in 1966, Mm -hmm. but then dropped out. Okay. Uh, He worked for his father training racehorses. His father was a pretty big, I think, a jockey, and also had horses because it's Kentucky, and that's like what you do yeah. in Kentucky. Yeah. Um, which is super cool. He then joined the Lexington Fayette Urban County Police Department. It's a long word, sure is. <laughs> <Pretty long. laughs> um, in 1968. And at night, he attended Eastern Kentucky University and received his degree in law enforcement in 1971.
0: Well, that's awesome. So, so doing the thing. He kind of found his, mm-hmm. his niche.
1: Yes. His niche. Um, as a policeman, uh, he went by Drew at this point. Andrew, Drew. Arre- um, he would arrest University of Kentucky students who were protesting the Vietnam War. So, he was kind of part of that crew. Gotcha. In the early 1970s, uh, he became a member of the Lexington Police Department's first narcotics squad and worked with the Drug Enforcement Administration's regional office in Louisville. Hmm. So, DEA, we're kind of getting involved. But they stayed busy. That, yeah. So, <laughs> in the 70s. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Drugs. The South. Rock and roll. Yep, debauchery. Yep. All kinds of... A good time for Haley's all. Haley's House. Yep. It's just... It's what it is. <laughs> She wasn't even alive. (laughs) No, no, no. Um, So, one of his former DEA agent cohorts, um, (laughs) this guy named Larry Lakin. Oh, I like the alliteration. Right? Right? Larry Lakin. Um, So, he said this about Drew. Um, He said, DEA worked with Drew on many occasions with narcotics, and sometimes on a weekly basis. So, they were really tight. Like he wasn't a part of the like he wasn't a DEA agent, but he was working close to them. Right, in partnership. Right. Um, so this kind of affiliation between Thornton and the DEA really is gonna speak a lot later as to how we got to Cocaine Bear. Gotcha. So this is all important information. Mm, yeah. Um DEA agent Robert Brightwell says that he worked with Thornton on narcotics investigations in the early 70s, described him as a 007 paramilitary type personality. Uh, He said he was an adventurer driven by adrenaline rushes who became bored with being a cop. All I hear is bear. (laughs) Cocaine bear. (laughs) A 007, yeah, like. even though it
0: wasn't him, it was the bear, but nonetheless,
1: right? So, we're kind of getting an idea of what Drew Thornton was like. You know, he's the flashy ex military, like I'm adventure, shaken, not stood, cooler than I actually am, yes. <laughs> kind of thing, yes. yeah. So, he then attended law school at night. Wow. And received his law degree in 1976. What?
0: This guy who in the 60s was like, school isn't for me. Ends maybe up,
1: he started partaking in some drugs and was like, let's get this shit done. Well, I'll be honest.
0: I mean, you know, maybe he had a little ADHD and he took some things that helped him focus. Could and, be. And, you know, pretty yeah. soon, you know, quaaludes, we don't know. Yep. Very popular in the 70s. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Um, so he finished that degree in 1976, and then he joined a law firm in Lexington with an old friend, Harold Sloane. Um, but he actually never practiced law, which is probably a good thing.
0: <laughs> I was going to say Sloane Thornton and Cocaine <laughs> Bear. That sounds right, like a really right. great, uh, <coughs> a really great partnership.
1: Yeah, it was. It would have been, you know, legendary.
0: Yeah, hundred percent.
1: So he um, was this. Daring pilot, he still flew um, planes periodically, was a master of martial arts, um, expert skydiver. And he was pretty famous, among other skydivers, for pulling low, um, which means that you release the parachute at or below 2,000 feet.
0: That's good. I I had a whole inappropriate. (laughs) All right,
1: well, whatever. Um, I don't know much about skydiving, but <laughs> can't say I do either. I feel like two thousand feet is really not that far.
0: We say that because we're standing on the ground. <laughs> right. um, well, I how many
1: it's... feet's a mile? Two thousand. I don't know. Five thousand. Five thousand. I'll look it up. Two hundred and eighty-four.
0: Don't make up stuff.
1: I feel like that's right. <laughs> how many feet in a
0: mile? How many feet I'm in a mile? I'll, I'm going to look this up. Do it. Just you know. Give me a second to get the old Google going.
1: <laughs> I'm I'm waiting. Yeah, because well. I am invested.
0: Okay, so <gasps> five thousand two
1: hundred eighty. Okay, eighty. Well, I don't know why I said four. Yeah, But so, five thousand two hundred eighty. So that's close. So so that's like half a half mile. Half a mile. Yeah, which when you're falling from the sky feels like not enough time. That's no, like I easily walk. When I get home from work, I take my dog for a walk that's about half a mile. And it takes me, what, not very long to walk half a mile. Yeah. Well,
0: and and when you have the rush, propulsion sends you yeah. down. And and it depends on the wind and all those things. So, yeah, it happened pretty quickly. Yeah, that that's scares me. Okay.
1: All right. So, we're kind of going back a little bit to get some more background information. Um, he actually married... Um, a Betty Zering in July of 1968. Um, and Zaring describes him as being, you know, a loving, supportive, and gentle husband. Um, she said that he loved her, but also resented having a wife. Oh, oh. Which kind of contradicts a little bit. Yeah. Um, as a policeman, Thornton would meet, quote, with mafia hitmen from Detroit who had contracts on him, is what she says. To me, it sounds like he's a little bit of a pathological liar. It was, like, telling her all this stuff.
0: Telling her that to scare her. Or he also could be, you know, he has women on the side and he's having affairs, so he's, like, making up stuff.
1: Yeah. Or it could have been, this guy's, like, crazy. So very well could have been, like, a thing. Could have been, could have been, but such a gentle lover, right? Such oh a gentle God. man, <laughs> but also being a mafia hitman
0: <laughs> hates me.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um. So she said, you know, they both realized that it wasn't really a life that she felt comfortable living. <laughs> yeah. Um. Forget about s- it. So. And she said the closer that he moved towards this kind of James Bond character that he was making for himself, the less she was able to relate to him. Um, Andrew Sultan. Yeah. So she didn't really want to be involved in that whole thing. So they kind of split ways. I can see that. How long were they married for? I don't think very long. Um, I think Think, yeah 19 they divorced in 1970 oh so only so two years, two years yeah. yeah 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 so he had apparently been telling her these like horror stories about these military operations in Vietnam um and just I think he probably had some PTSD stuff going on but it also sounds like he wanted to make himself more than he was yeah yeah um, so they divorced in 1970. Um, apparently, neither of them remarried.
0: Well, that's a bummer. So, yeah. But hey, you know, live free and single. Yeah. Who wants to be tied down if I right. have to? Right. You know?
1: Yeah. And she said they did keep in touch um, and that he always made sure that she had whatever she needed.
0: That's really nice. So I guess he was Sorry, still. Sorry, I, I wasn't angry. I just.
1: <laughs> financially supporting her <laughs> in a way.
0: Good. There we go. Great. Okay.
1: <laughs> so he. Um, Was super independent now. Was like, okay, don't have the wife. I'm going to just do this kind of James Bond thing. Um, He really believed that in society, the only way you could be successful was to have these like perfect survival skills and be confident in self defense, which is, you know, not a bad thing. No. Where it gets a little wild, though, is that he then started thinking that we were really headed towards a nuclear holocaust, is what he called it. Um, Oh, no. He was stockpiling paramilitary weapons, some freeze-dried foods, gold coins... Uh, wore camouflage fatigues, um, with swastikas Oh, no, we don't them. like that. No, 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 Wore no, some no. bulletproof vests. Really was talking about, you know, going for an eye for an eye. Oh, no. Um, so we're really just deteriorating left and right. I mean, the swastikas really just send us over the edge there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah. Not great. No, this is not going to end well. No. So he considered himself a freelance military advisor and (laughs) decided that siding with anti-communists around the world was the move that he was going to make. So he was real into the Salvadorian government, um, the Nicaraguan Contras, and South African industrialists. He's like, these are the, the ones. He is the guy that the CIA is watching. Mm-hmm.
0: He's, you know. Oh, yeah. He's on high, all the lists. High on the list. All the lists. Yes. Yes. <laughs> they are tapping his phone. Yes. They're doing things because yes. he is scary. All right. Yeah.
1: Um. So through the years, he becomes, you know, increasingly paranoid.
0: Yes. Because usually that doesn't get better unless right. yeah, treated. We
1: have, yeah. you know, active mental health support. Correct. Yeah. Um, which he did not. So, he surrounded Triad, which is this isolated Jessamine County farm that he owned, I think in Kentucky Mm -hmm. still, um, with like razor wire. He set up barracks and started digging trenches.
0: (laughs) On his property.
1: On his property, which like, do whatever you want on your property. If it's just you. (laughs) Like, if you want to build all this stuff for yourself, fine. Do what you want um but his farm according to the Kentucky State Police was subject to aerial and ground surveillance mm-hmm. several times yeah. uh, following reports that Thornton was operating a guerrilla warfare training camp for <laughs> mercenaries i mean
0: where else can you find it i you know it's just right there it's your neighbor Yeah. Um, I don't think Randy at the guard shack would go for that. I don't don't, think so. I don't think my HOA would go for that.
1: That if I told Randy that we were setting up a guerrilla warfare (laughs) training camp, I don't think he would let me back on the property.
0: No, I don't think so. I think I would be... He'd say, I know she's... I know she's one of them therapists, but <laughs> the I just don't know if this feels right. <laughs> sounds real therapeutic to me. I don't know about that. Randy at the guard shack. <sighs> oh, Maybe he'd
1: want to be a part of it. He might. I he, mean he's like kind of a tough looking dude.
0: He's got a gun. Yeah. I mean, you know, he could I mean, take someone down. For
1: like a guard shack, Randy looks like he could be a of Well, part he actually this. was in the
0: military. He was so interesting yeah he's got skills so, okay so
1: we can get part of why we Randy. hired him yes so i mean
0: he'll be ready and we'll be <laughs> we'll be down ready you know ready to attack when we need to <laughs> in, our in our trenches yes teach my Ooh. son about you know yeah, living trench, in the trenches warfare i pay the mortgage on that big old house and yeah. i'm in a trench and
1: we're just in the trench in the backyard my
0: neighbors will be like
1: really yeah and you've got like close neighbors i do yeah so it's good <laughs> look out their window they're like what are they doing exactly
0: (laughs) meanwhile you know they're out mowing their lawns and they'll be like what is she doing oh lord another trench another trench trench. no i would no that's not me no so
1: but it was good old drew he was real into it yeah um so a retired kentucky state police officer named sergeant ralph ross
0: Again, the these alliteration. alliteration.
1: Ralph Ross. Ralph Ross. Um, Love it. He was formerly in charge of the state's intelligence division, so he was like really the one monitoring all of this stuff. Hmm. Um, and apparently, Thornton, you know, consistently told this guy like, "There's nothing illegal going on." Of course, he was. What would he admit? Does you right. know? He's like, "Yeah, we're we've got illegal." Weapons and drugs. Um, But no, he was like, Mm. no, all's good. Uh, So this kind of went on for years. um, And Thornton really was like, you know what? We have to prepare, you know, not only myself, but everybody else for Armageddon because it's coming. Mm -hmm. Um, His big problems, though, really began in 1981 with the arrest of one of his um, connections from back when he was living this, like, real privileged life, um, Bradley Bryant.
0: Again, <laughs> BB. Yeah. Yep.
1: So let's talk a little bit about Bryant. So Bryant was also from Kentucky, a Native person involved in the um, the horse race scene. Industry, yeah. Um, he was the grandson of a Lexington mayor. Oh. And him and Thornton were lifelong friends. They traveled in these same social circles. They attended that um, Suwannee Military Academy together. So went through, I I think that's like a high school type situation. I don't really know. Um, Bryant had actually been the best man at Thornton's wedding. Hmm. And in 1977, Bryant formed a private security company called Executive Protection Limited. And he recruited police um, from and around the United States. And Thornton resigned from the Lexington Police Force that year in 1977 and joined Bryant in this new private security thing, which is kind of feeding into this, like, I'm a free agent. Mm, I could do whatever. Um, So, in 1981, Bryant was arrested in a hotel in Philadelphia When maids smelled marijuana smoke Coming from his room And Brian's possession at the time of his arrest Was, you know All kinds of stuff He had semi-automatic weapons Disguises More than 10 fraudulent Kentucky driver's license And over $22,000 in cash Hmm. That doesn't look Suspicious at all Right. Um his notebook contained the names and addresses of several Lexington men, including Thornton, as well as reference to a planned operation with names such as Bluefin. So they're doing these, like, weird, like, clandestine... Meetings and... Meetings and And planning. did they have targets? I, I don't know, I guess. Okay. Um... So, Bryant then told police he was involved in that clandestine CIA assignment, which, like... Mm,
0: no, uh-huh. and and the CIA is like, we don't claim you. Yeah, we like, don't know who no, you
1: are. No, no. Um, he did later, you know, say that he was not part of the that operation um but he did say he was still part of the cia okay (laughs) you you
0: think whatever you want sure go for it
1: um within days of his arrest though several federal agencies joined this investigation because they were like what the heck is going on here um and after a month a few months later actually not just a month several months um, about 25 individuals were indicted in Fresno, California, and charged with conspiracy to import and distribute marijuana and to steal government property from the China Lake Naval Base. Hmm. So there's so many... they pretty ambitious. ...things I mean, happening. Like, they're not bad at what they're doing.
0: Can't say they are, I mean...
1: But it's just weird.
0: But, you know, to be tripped up, why would you be so stupid to light up in your hotel room? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, something so small brings yeah. you down. Yeah,
1: just brought down this whole operation yeah. that yeah. you were going for. really stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Thornton was one of nine Kentucky men, so there's a lot of people from Kentucky involved in this thing. Well, you know. Um, that was indicted on this, and, you know... There were hints that a larger drug smuggling conspiracy existed. Um, and he was actually charged with piloting into the Lexington Airport a DC-4, which I think is a type of plane, mm-hmm. um, loaded with tons of marijuana. So yeah. he was, you yeah. know, the pilot of the operation, it sounds like. Thornton remained a fugitive for several months, but after U.S. Customs agent seized a 56-foot converted minesweeper, I don't really know what that is um but it was carrying 1500 pounds of marijuana off the louisiana coast i'm going to say it's a boat um they discovered that a machine gun on board belonged to thornton and this intensified the search because they're like well now he has access to large weapons
0: it is a ship or aircraft equipped for detecting and removing or destroying tethered explosive mines
1: Mm. I wonder how they got access to that who knows money and drugs that's that'll how, do it that's how yeah. you do it yeah um so after he was caught so they, they finally catch up to him and they catch him I don't know where but somehow they catch him um US Marshals transported him to Fresno for his arraignment where he posted $75,000 in cash and a $1,000,000 <laughs> personal security bond of course and he secured that by his interest in three racehorses, <laughs> so like he's got things everywhere.
0: Mm-hmm. It's he like oh no, no, things. no problem. I'll right, just I move got my money around. Right,
1: right, right. He's good. Um, so he returned to Kentucky to await trial on February 27th of 1982. This was three days before he was scheduled to appear for a hearing in Fresno. Thornton was shot twice in the chest at close range as he was leaving a lexington restaurant wait didn't he have his bulletproof vest on please hold Ah. uh the 38 caliber bullets didn't penetrate his bulletproof vest which he was wearing um and police concluded that the shooting had actually been staged by thornton to try to persuade the california judge that his life would be endangered uh should he be incarcerated
0: Oh, my gosh. So,
1: he, like, paid somebody to to come shoot, shoot him. <laughs> Haley,
0: please, even if I have on my vest, don't come shoot me.
1: I, I mean, if you need me to, I will. No. I'm, I'm that good of a friend.
0: I appreciate that. You're welcome. But don't. But no? You don't think that's but what no, you need? No, I'm not okay. going to be using my tax money
1: gotcha. to have you come shoot me. Okay. No. Gotcha. Just no. Okay. No. Okay. So, he ultimately um, (laughs) pleaded no contest to the marijuana conspiracy charges, and he received a six-month sentence at a minimum security facility in Lexington. Um, Bryant, though, is currently still serving a 15-year sentence at the Federal Correctional Institute in Memphis. How is
0: that fair? I
1: don't know. Hmm. But I guess they couldn't connect as many things to Bryant as they initially wanted to. Or to Thornton as they wanted to. I don't know. I don't know how yeah. all that worked. Um,
0: he was just better at yeah, keeping it cover. So. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, so there was one case among those you know other twenty three because there were twenty five charged in total. Wow. So one case among the remaining twenty three was dismissed, and the other defendants were either convicted or became um, government witnesses. So this was, like, a big, like, DEA scandal. Yeah. Um, I see that. It was crazy. So in the three years following his conviction, he Thornton was sought by various jurisdictions for questioning, usually in connection with what police termed as vendetta deaths. Oh. Um, so now he's, like, a hired gun. Jeez. Um With all the victims connected to various Thornton Enterprises. So, we had Gene Barry, who was a Florida state attorney. Um, he was more, murdered at point-blank range on January 16th, 1982, when he opened the door to his Punta Gorda residence. Um, he had actually successfully prosecuted one of Thornton's Fresno confidants. So, they're thinking this was a revenge hmm. killing. Um, Robert S. Walker was a witness against Thornton in the case, and he was found strangled in a swamp in Tampa. Um, And the man who informed customs of Thornton's involvement with the Louisiana smuggling vessel, that minesweeper thing, um, had his throat slit in Miami. Wow. I mean... Yeah. (sighs) So not great. Not a great time to be in Florida. No. Um, But the death that really you know, kind of pushed us over the edge. Because, you
0: know, the strangling, the shooting, and the throat slashing wasn't enough.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, So, and this one kind of leads us into, like, where the break maybe happened. Um, So Harold Wade Brown, he was the former head of the DEA office in Kentucky and was one of Thornton's closest friends for many years. Um, he was found shot to death in his Louis- Louisville home, um, and it was considered an apparent suicide. Hmm. So Thornton and Brown really got to know each other in the 70s when Thor- Thornton was working with the DEA. Um, Brown's forced resignation from the DEA in 1981 came just six months before his retirement eligibility. Mm. Which sucks. Yeah. Um, But they're thinking that he may have been involved in all the smuggling stuff. So you lose your retirement. Right. You don't get your retirement. But then he also died. So yikes. Mm. Um, Yikes. (laughs) (laughs) The federal grand jury in Fresno investigated the charges that Brown had thwarted the probe of the DC-4 that Thornton piloted. So Uh. they're thinking like... Gotta get revenge. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, A search of a cabin that Brown owned in Dead Horse Hollow. Don't know if I'd want to live there. Nope. Um, Uncovered a laboratory for manufacturing a poison that was sold on the streets as cocaine. Um, When police searched Thornton's Lexington townhouse last month, when this article was written in... When was the article written? 82-ish? Okay. Yeah. Somewhere around there? Um, no, this was written in 80... 86, 87. Somewhere. 80s. This was written in the 80s. Okay. So when they searched his home, they found similar exotic poisons and explosives. <laughs> um, also found ether, <laughs> nicotine, sodium, and ammonium nitrate, and tear gas. That's a lot of stuff. I'll just hang it out. I like that there's just also included nicotine in that. I know.
0: You have to diversify. Yeah. So, you know, first you ether them and you knock them out. When yeah. they wake up, you give them a cigarette. See if they'll tell you stuff. Right. If they won't, well, it's time to take the poison. Yeah. We got to do that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. it will do it. All right. Now, let's get so into... So what about this damn bear? Let's get, we're getting into <laughs> it. So we've got to go through all this drug smuggling chaos. To get to the... To get to, to the, the bear. Drug-addicted bear? To get bear. to the bear. All right, right. We're, we're arriving at the bear. All right. On September 11th, 1985, Thornton was on a smuggling run from Columbia when he jumped from his autopiloted Cessna 404. Uh, Thornton apparently got caught up in his parachute and began to freefall from the plane. Hmm. His body was found about six to eight hours later in the backyard of a Knoxville, Tennessee residence house. Knoxville, of course. (sighs) Can you imagine? (laughs) First
0: of all, this is to be expected. It's Knoxville. We know that, you know, there's some debauchery. We cover a lot of episodes. That's not surprising. Uh, But yeah, that would be startling.
1: Just walk out. And And there's
0: just... This body. This dead man
1: that fell yeah. from the sky? Yeah. Or you're but outside what? grilling and what all a of a the way sudden, to go. I feel like
0: he would have gone out in like a blaze of glory, and yet he just... Fell m- from the sky. Makes a mistake, falls from the sky, and dies. Yep.
1: Hmm. His body was found laying next to his backup parachute, <laughs> with his main parachute unopened. He was wearing night vision goggles, a bulletproof vest, and Gucci loafers. <laughs> what
0: <laughs> gucci loafers that does not just, seem like part of it especially when you have on all your basically your military gear and you have on gucci loafers yeah. i mean that seems i don't know yeah yeah huh. he ends it all you know showing his privilege and, yeah. and you know he did. He did his status that.
1: Um, he was carrying a Green Army duffel bag containing 88 pounds of cocaine, valued at $15 million. He was carrying about $4,500 in cash, 6.1 ounce gold somethings, um, I don't know how to say that word, kukurans, sure. which are a South African gold coin, hmm. um, knives, and two pistols. Wow. He was prepared. Yep. Um, His 404, Cessna 404, was discovered 60 miles away in Hayesville, North Carolina. Um, Investigators were able to link Thornton to the Cessna when they found the plane's keys in his pockets. So he jumped from this plane and just let that plane autopilot until it crashed into a mountain.
0: It went pretty far. It did. Yeah.
1: It did. It travels. got near
0: Georgia. Hayesville is on the line between North Carolina and Georgia,
1: so it went pretty yeah, darn it far. It moved. It moved. Yeah. Um, so they further linked him to that plane when a garment bag was fished out of a pond about 40 miles southeast of Atlanta, Georgia, which contained a pilot's handbook with identifying numbers on it. Hmm. Other items in the garment bag included clothes and a map of Jamaica. Um, federal agents tried to trace the Cessna back to its maker, hoping that, you know, they would be able to link it to some type of smuggling operation. Um, but the company the Cessna was made at turned out to be not in existence. Hmm. So, uh, whoever made it put a fake company name on it, pretty much. Yeah, I mean... You probably would.
0: It, because you typically plane. don't put drug smuggler on right. your plane. I mean, I'm just saying that that's sort of a red flag.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> you put, you know, yeah. I don't SS Holly,
1: you know, whatever. So as they were flying, um, and that's a ship. Go ahead. There was apparently another, I think there was another guy on board too, who also oh. jumped and he like landed and was okay. Oh, huh. um, But was saying that, like, while they were flying, they just started like chucking bags out of the plane. That makes sense. So, a DEA agent at the time said that there was literally cocaine falling from the sky.
0: Many people just have their arms open, ready to catch it.
1: Yeah. Duffel ba- bags containing 220 pounds of 95% pure cocaine. Holy cow. Was still being recovered in Georgia after Thornton's death. I <laughs> was still finding these bags. Crack is whack. Yeah, it's crazy. Okay, so now about the bear. <laughs> in the midst of the Kataguchi National Forest. A 175-pound black bear was found dead. Dum-de-dum-de-dum. The cause of death? Cocaine overdose.
0: That'll do it to you. His heart exploded. Literally.
1: (laughs) Yes. He was,
0: you know, going crazy.
1: Yeah. Um, The poor, unsuspecting bear had stumbled upon (laughs) 88 pounds of cocaine that had been dropped by Thornton during his free fall. The bear ate it, overdosed, and died. That'll just prove. Bears will eat anything. Yeah, they will. Yeah. So they, like, did a full thing on it. Apparently, I believe the bear, they've got the bear in. Somebody decided, you know what we should do? We should taxidermy this bear. So they the bear. At one point, it was in a collection. F- I think Willie Nelson had it. Of course, in a collection, um, and now it is at the Kentucky Fun Mall in Lexington. So you display. you can see the cocaine bear. You can you can go see it. It's on display in Lexington. Um, they also named it um, Pablo Escobar. <laughs> So that's really Just funny into Pablo Escobar oh um, Pablo no or Cocaine Bear as it is lovingly known as Cocaine Bear
0: wow and that's the story of the Cocaine Bear I really wish that he had had some kind of like rock and roll lifestyle
1: you know what I mean well like, he lived in Vegas
0: for a really? while that's yeah. true yeah. as a taxidermy as a cocaine taxidermy
1: bear. Cocaine Bear yeah He went to Vegas. He's probably
0: traveled more as a dead, you know, bear than he ever did in life.
1: So, also, it was apparently, like, on display at this lodge situation. I don't know. National Park Lodge somewhere. And then there was a fire. And then as they were evacuating, they were like, go get, make sure we get all of the, like, significant things like these priceless arrowheads and coins and things that have been found in the area and oh yeah make sure you get cocaine bear i mean that makes so sense. so they had so they drug it out of this fire so he's been through like he's been
0: through a lot he's
1: been through a lot yeah
0: yeah well yeah. i mean and preserved for everyone to see now yeah. and i mean what a way to go yeah what a terrible way to go! I know, you know. But that's he was and
1: That's the story. Needed a hit,
0: and then just OD.
1: Pablo Escobar.
0: What <laughs> can you just you know imagine? You know, you're in your your national park. And here comes a you know giant bear, and instead of having to stand like a tree and praying to God that it goes away, just just offer it some some, some coke. coke. I mean, yeah. that's
1: apparently how you prevent black bear attacks. <laughs> And forest fires. And forest fires. <laughs> just,
0: you know, Smokey comes along, yeah. he's got his little hat on. That's <laughs> it, that's it. Like, here, here's some crack, and then, yeah, you know, there you go. <sighs> what a abrupt
1: sort of ending, but also oddly satisfying. Yeah. Um. So, mm-hmm. Cocaine Bear was released... Um. It's going to be released this month in February. A film. A film about cocaine. About bear. cocaine. Um, huh. It. Let's see when the exact release. Date this is, is not a child's movie, correct? No. Okay, good. <laughs> Do not take your child to this movie. <laughs> um, Hi, friends. I'm Cocaine Bear. So, <laughs> the um, thing that it says here is rated R. An oddball. <laughs> it's a lot of sex. An oddball group of cops, criminals, tourists, and teens converge in a Georgia forest where a 500-pound black bear goes on a murderous rampage after unintentionally ingesting cocaine. So, not what Almost, happened.
0: No, and and it was only a 175-pound right. bear, so this is... This is a
1: young bear.
0: They're making up stuff. Yeah. They're, just, they're yeah. taking some liberties with
1: Yeah, there's a lot Pablo. of... Um, they like, they do show, looks like, show them throwing the stuff out of the plane and the plane crashing and everything, but then the bear gets the cocaine eats the cocaine or snorts it whatever it does and goes absolutely I crazy it snorts it. i literally just watched it snort cocaine on this trailer no, come on
0: <laughs> a bear doesn't know how to snort cocaine it
1: sure did right here on this trailer in,
0: yes hollywood has taken some liberties yep. with our yep. bear with pablo
1: so there uh now there's a bear out in the woods and it is eating people because it's on cocaine
0: all right that sounds like a horror it is
1: it's very bloody there's a lot of blood involved um but i think it's also a comedy of course it's listed as a thriller now i feel like we kind of have to go
0: watch this movie. i think so i think this is a day that you and i take off work yep and we just go and we we go (laughs) you know but first he meets up with a couple of um uh, prostitute bears yeah uh you know they do some lines mm-hmm. together mm-hmm. and he goes a little too far and then pretty soon it turns him into this you know angry yeah. bear and he just starts attacking yeah
1: it um give it, me your sandwich Rawr. <laughs> it premieres on <laughs> february 24th i i think we should go see it it was directed and co-produced by elizabeth banks
0: i think we should go see that it could i be think fun. it's it's worth it yeah 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 if we don't like it, can we get our money back? <sighs> I don't
1: think so. Okay, because that's me, how I that just, works. You know,
0: movies now. What does that <sighs> cost? I, I don't think I've been to a movie.
1: I think maybe we wait until it's released on like streaming, streaming, and then we can do like homemade popcorn. I
0: I from agree. The microwave here and and I have Hulu. I have netflix and i have amazon prime oh Um, and i have peacock as well
1: i've got a couple other ones so okay you know between the two of us we can we can do this we can watch this (laughs) yeah we can watch cocaine bear that's literally the name of the movie cocaine bear i mean you know it's an hour and a half long so it's a short movie
0: what are you doing tonight i'm going to watch cocaine bear with Haley. yeah yeah Mm, making some homemade popcorn yeah i like it i mean there are worse evenings There are, yeah.
1: So, I'm down. Okay. Well, if you guys watch Cocaine Bear at the end of the month, let us know about it. (laughs) If you're going to go watch Cocaine Bear, maybe let us know. Um, We'll do a... Maybe we can live tweet. We can make a Twitter just for us watching Cocaine Bear. Yeah, yeah. You know, currently,
0: Cocaine Bear is with his lady friend... (gasps) Cocaine Bear has taken too much. <gasps> Cocaine Bear attacked for a sandwich. You know, like wow, it's gonna yeah, be. It's gonna be
1: wild. I mean, I don't
0: know. I'm just making stuff up, yeah. but that feels very Hollywood.
1: Well, and it is listed as a thriller slash dark comedy. Mm. So I mean, that's
0: that's appropriate. I like it. I like it too. too. Yep. So, you know, stay tuned. Um, <laughs> and if you all. Actually, watch Cocaine Bear. Let us know your thoughts and feelings. You can do so by emailing us at Mountain Mysteries. Appalachian at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at Mountain Mysteries, Tales from Appalachia. Shoot us a message on the Instagram at Mountain Mysteries. Appalachia. And last but not least, for more of this quality entertainment that we provide for you, uh, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash mountainmysteries.
1: Haley, do you have a shout out? Yes, I am I'm currently working on and it. And no,
0: I don't want you to shout out the cocaine bear. The cocaine bear. I mean, bear. He, it's, it's sad, you know, what happened to him yeah, that is really it is. sad, uh, but also speaks to, yeah. bears will eat anything. Yeah. You
1: know? It's, um, you know, it's a tough life.
0: <laughs> I don't know about that.
1: For this, this little cocaine Honestly, bear. you know
0: who you should shout out? You should shout out uh, Lexington.
1: Yeah, for sure. I don't know if they're on my list right now. I'm sure they are. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's go with Lexington, Kentucky. There but you go. Also, Lancaster, Kentucky is also up here. Nice. Louisville, Kentucky. All of the Kentucky. All
0: the Kentuckies.
1: Prestonsburg, Kentucky. I'm just kind of going through my list here of Kentucky oh, Haley, places. Haley, let's not go too crazy. Mount Sterling, Kentucky. Any other Kentuckys I can find on this list? There's a lot. Pine Knot, Kentucky. Ooh. Woodburn. Ooh, I like that. Winchester. Please, I, I would like one called Cocaine Bear. <gasps> cocaine cool. Bear, Kentucky. But
0: actually, it would be cocaine bear Georgia. Yeah, did get so down in Georgia. that's a bummer.
1: But yeah,
0: yeah. well, that's all I got. <laughs> that was a lot. That's it. <laughs> all right. Well, join us for next episode. That is not about, uh, yeah. you know, drug addicted.
1: No drug addicted bears. Bears. <laughs> I think that might be a one and done non drug addicted. Well, you never bears. know,
0: though. Fingers crossed, we can find a deer who maybe Ooh, is struggling
1: is with a- some addictions. <laughs> <laughs> you know
0: like mother maybe you know bambi has a heroin addiction maybe <laughs> i mean he's shooting up we don't know
1: golly we we'll yeah. get just him some treatment there <laughs> maybe
0: we find out that's really the reason his mom died oh gosh
1: <laughs> no that's no, awful bambi no bambi oh we better end this we gotta get out of here <laughs> all right we'll see you next week bye bye